Hi there! This week we're going to be talking about how the end user endangers themselves online and how. My name is Steve, this is TQA Weekly, and you're going to be learning some of the most dangerous aspects of cybersecurity and cybersecurity education. We're going to be talking about firewalls, VPNs, antiviruses, incognito mode, which is also private browsing, and some other stuff that you need to be aware of because cybersecurity education is severely lacking. And we're going to start off by explaining what some of these things are actually for so that you know better than to rely on these specific technologies for features that are not actually existent or reliable in them. Starting with firewalls. Firewalls clearly misunderstood. You see, they're used to monitor, control, and scan all incoming and outgoing traffic on a network. However, even with DPI, deep packet inspection, because most traffic is now encrypted, they don't necessarily see if a packet contains malware code. And therefore, they're not necessarily reliable enough in the sense to keep viruses out of your network. What they're good for is keeping people inside or outside of the network. And that's basically all you should be doing with them. VPNs can also have malware scanner as a feature, but like firewalls, they won't necessarily be able to see into encrypted files and communication. So much like a firewall, you're using it wrong. VPNs themselves are great anonymizers. They allow you to look like you're somewhere else on the planet. And that's basically all you should be trying to use them for because that's what they're great at. Firewalls can control traffic. VPNs can make you look like you're somewhere else. Incognito mode or private browsing mode is only good to anonymize your session. It doesn't record anything in the computer. So none of the cookies or anything else stays inside the computer and it gives limited amount of information about your computer. However, a lot of people confuse incognito mode with VPNs. And that means you think you're anonymous when you're not. VPNs and incognito mode or private browsing should be used together never apart. You should use them together because there's no actual private browsing if they still know your IP address. A lot of websites will still tie you to your IP address. Therefore, they're not really great at anything other than not saving cookies. And on top of all that, you can download files and incognito mode does not scan files for anything. And therefore, you might still get infected even through private browsing. So firewalls, don't necessarily save you. VPNs definitely can't really save you there. Private browsing doesn't save you from malware infections, so you still technically pose a risk on yourself. So what is the next aspect? Let's go even more local. Your antivirus. Typically, it scans all incoming and outgoing traffic, all code running in a computer with heuristics. It can actually determine whether or not a file or some code is virus or virus-like or has virus-like behavior, and it can actually override some of the actual code and prevent it from causing harm with one important problem that we need to analyze. The end user's ego. We are all guilty of this. You might actually think that a file or something else is something completely different from what it actually is. You went to a website, you downloaded something, and you are sure it's something else. You run it, you override the antivirus, and your computer is infected. I have fixed so many computers for that very particular reason. 
we pose a risk on our own antivirus codes and software. So we need to understand that there is always a chance that we end up being the reason why our antivirus doesn't do its job properly. And it can be deliberate like it usually is, or it can be through some other acts that end up compromising the functionality of the antivirus, whether you're not doing the updates or that you've basically just turned it off. And that definitely makes it impossible for your antivirus to do anything. And a lot of malware out there is not actually known by your antivirus. So it has to use heuristics to determine whether or not it is or isn't like a virus. So you definitely want to respect what your antivirus says is potentially the issue and to look it up to see if anybody else has had the issue before just assuming ah, it's something else. The most dangerous aspect though of everything that has to do with computers tends to be our faults, okay? We have an utter lack of cold storage. You have two different kinds of backups, hot and cold storage. Hot is always online, always connected. You can sync files between it, multiple computers, cloud drives, everything. It's great, it's always up to date. Unfortunately, it also means it's accessible to the viruses that get into our computers. So they can also encrypt those drives. We end up having that problem. Hot storage is also vulnerable to attack from any virus and malware. Therefore, we need multiple backups on a schedule with cold storage. Cold storage is basically hard drives that are not connected or that are powered off almost indefinitely. Maybe you turn on a very particular computer once a week, download all the files to that actual drive, and then you turn it off. And you don't turn it back on until the next time. And you make sure the computer is clean without a virus before you boot it up again. This way you are always safe and you never compromise that backup. Some people will even run with just a hard drive they plug in and out. Even my computers are made to run in this way. You definitely want something that is not constantly connected. The second it's not constantly connected, that is cold storage. And that is safer than the always connected technology we have. Always connected is great because you can connect to the cloud, you can get it out of the region where you are, so out of the location, not everybody has a family where they can send files to. But if you wanna make sure you're safe from viruses, you need cold storage. And the last thing that we need to look at is cybersecurity education. A lot of people need to just go online and listen to as many podcasts, read as many articles, follow as many people as possible when it comes to things such as hackers, viruses, malware, anything on the internet that is related to cybersecurity. Because the better educated you are, the less likely you are to become a victim of any kind of phishing scam or any kind of like virus manipulation techniques from emails and other websites. Basically what I'm saying is that the better educated you are in data security and in cybersecurity, the better off you're gonna be. Because with the combination of cold storage 
and knowing what each of these technologies are actually capable of and using it in that specific manner, you are less likely to pose a risk on yourself. But for as long as you rely on these technologies, no matter how great they are, for something other than their initial design, you will always pose a risk on yourself. And you should always watch out for that. So, like this episode if you like it, dislike it if you didn't, share with those you think can benefit from this, and don't forget to subscribe. If you have any questions, comments, suggestions for topics, email me at ask at tqaweekly.com or go to my website, tqaweekly.com, where you can see the show notes on this episode, past others, find other ways of subscribing, and use a contact form to email me directly. And if you want to see me play video games, I play every Friday, Saturday, and Sunday from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern. Right now, I'm still playing Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Thank you, and have a great day.